The Bird Show. First, as a woman, you get hit on by a dude. It's kind of flattering. If dude's hot, right? It's a little on the flattering side. But then when you dig a little deeper, how safe are you? I think, <laughs> I think Abby's friend is going through that right now. Yeah, we've been checking in periodically with one of my friends because we're pretty sure some guy we met while we were out is plotting her murder. Ooh, so That's not a bold statement. Yeah, you know, we're just a little nervous for her. But it's just all, all in the day of being a single woman in your 20s, it's, right? It sounds like this segment could be evidence at some point. So choose your words wisely. <laughs> and you are an admitted catastrophizer. 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 Yes. Yes, but I feel like women, when you hear the story, you'll be like, ah, yes, I would think the exact same thing if this happened to me and my group of friends. Okay. So uh, I just had this friend move to our city and so I really wanted to take her out for a night on the town. I was like, we gotta go to this restaurant. It's so fun. There's so many hot guys there. It's the kind of place where it's like, there's great food, but there's also a really fun bar scene. So so I get her and two other friends to go out with me uh, to this restaurant and we mosey up to the bar and, you know, we're ordering drinks. We're having a good time. We're chit chatting. And then we kind of notice from across the bar that there's a group of guys and we kind of clock them. We're like, all right, let's see. we see the boys. We see the boys. And then we notice there's this one guy there who's kind of making eyes at one of my friends. And it's not like bedroom eyes. It's not sultry. It's not seductive. It's sort of shifty. He's kind of like looking over his shoulder at her, like with not blinking. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of has the crazy look in his eyes. Is he trying to look at her without looking at her? I maybe, but he was doing kind of a bad job at it. Okay. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, I kind of clock that, and the night goes on, and I kind of look over at him again because. I, again, I'm a catastrophizer. I'm thinking this guy is shifty AF. <laughs> and at one point, he turns his entire body towards my group of friends, and he takes his drink, and he has a straw in it, and he just kind of looks down at us. Again, not blinking. This man's eyes have to be dry as the Sahara, <laughs> and he's just staring us down. And at this point... As he's drinking? so As he's, he's drinking. Got, wow. So, so it's like this. Head down a little Wait, bit. Through the straw? Through the straw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, See? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not catastrophizing. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's creepy, weird. man. Uh-huh. <laughs> my friends, they don't have the level of anxiety that I do, so they're completely oblivious. But I've, I've, that's my second mental note on this. See guy. that little stir straw? Yeah, I just like. <laughs> And just staring at us. That's how he's sipping. Eyes, eyes dry as hell because I still have not seen this man blink yet. And he's kind of looking up as his head is down also. It's yes. That? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's staring down the bridge of his nose and I'm like, oh, this is creepy. But anyway, so I'm sta- my friends have not noticed this at all. They're cracking jokes. They're having a good time. The drinks there, very strong. Great place. That's why I love it. And then all of a sudden, him and his group of friends come over and I'm starting to be like, oh, oh this is it. This is it. He's going to be creepy. And they offer to buy his drink. Now, I know this guy was Ted Bundy about five seconds before. Now he's Ryan Reynolds because he's brought out the platinum card. <laughs> so he buys me and my friend a round of drinks and I'm talking to his friend and the guy with the with, who's not blinking starts hitting on my friend. He starts going in and I'm kind of like just making sure that she's okay. I'm kind of like eavesdropping in on the conversation. Does he have any game at this point? If he wasn't branded as creepy because that is a creepy move. Does the dude have game? No, okay. not even a little right. bit. He's gone full serial killer at this point. So I'm <laughs> I'm like having a conversation with some dude about, I don't know, Excel sheets. He was a finance bro. And the guy next to <laughs> This is what you'd be talking wow. about. Yeah, this is, this is foreplay for finance bros. They're like, did you know if you command alt shift and like calculate the numbers? And I'm like, so interesting, David. Sexy. <laughs> and so as, as me and um, David are engaging in Excel sheet foreplay, I'm listening to uh, the guy next, who's hitting on my friend, or at least trying to. And he's starting to say some really creepy things. The first thing he said, which... 
<laughs> could be a compliment, but is a little bizarre. He goes, you have really great skin. And she does. She, she, her highlighter, popping. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a glowy girl. She does that dewy makeup. She looks amazing. It okay. would look so good on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Your skin would look so good on mine as right. a mask. And then he's like, you look, you look bougie. You look real fancy. You have a nice apartment. You live with any roommates? And that's when I start like what? shifting close to you her. You live with any roommates? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is bizarre. Mm-hmm. And then this is what really got me. He goes, you have the prettiest teeth I've ever seen. All right. Can I take a picture to show to my dentist? No, he did not. What I, is I, the matter I, with people? I, 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 I kid you not, because this is when I'm like, all right, David, <laughs> save the Excel sheet for play for about two hours. I got to go. In, I got to make sure my friend's okay. So he literally, so I feel like every woman has been in this scenario where a guy has kind of like a creepy passive move. And you're like, well, I don't want to get murdered, so I'm just going to go along with it. She took the picture? He, Yes, he asked to take a picture, and she was like, okay. No, she no. said yes. Oh, yes. no. So we're, oh. literally, we're literally in the middle of this bar, and she's, like, gone full of dentist <laughs> on him. She's, like, spreading her mouth lips. <laughs> He's got the flash out, taking, like, up-close photos of her molars, of He's her front angles? teeth. He's getting all the angles. It's I mean, like, it was like, it's it like, was like, a, like x-rays. It's like a cow getting checked out at a 4-H competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how it felt. And at this point, like, I'm like, do I stop this? Do I let it keep happening? What if he really wants to get his teeth done? Then I look like an a-hole. And so this lasts for about 90 seconds. Everybody in the bar. 90 seconds is an eternity for somebody to take pictures of somebody else's teeth. It was awful. So uh, he ends up finishing. They end up calling us for our table. They're like, Murphy, party of four. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, you do. We we ended up getting McDonald's. And then I ordered her a ring camera (laughs) on Amazon. Weird. Can I take a picture of your teeth to send to my dentist? Yeah. What? Very, very cringy. And it worked. And it worked. And it worked. That's, that's the word <laughs> she we gave him a, She gave him a fake number, but it, she did give him the attention. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Are Taylor Swift fans hurting cats for social media? Well, animal rights activists seem to think so. Hurting? Hurting. Oh, hurting. Yeah, you said hurting, like gathering a bunch together. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a more accurate headline. Like they're hurting, and then like our queen Taylor loves cats, so we need to get all the cats in the land and bring them to Taylor. No, that's not what's going on. So on TikTok, if you are on Swift Talk like me, but it's becoming such a major trend that you've probably seen this a couple of times. There's this challenge where people who own cats will take their phone and put them right under their chin, and then pick up the cat and spin it around to the tune of Taylor Swift's song, August. August is a very cinematic song. It's like, back when we were still changing for the bit. It's very, like, cinematic. And so when they're spinning the cat, it kind of seems like a very, like, intense, fun moment. But animal rights activists are like, yeah, the the fear that you see in the cat's eyes during this video, (laughs) it's legit. So um, the Cats Protection Animal Charity has just released a statement saying at no point should an animal deliberately be put in a position to feel fear, anxiety, frustration, or experience pain for the benefit of human entertainment. Cats in particular will experience extreme stress by being swung or spun around and it could even cause them physical harm. I agree with them except golden doodles. They like everything. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not doing this to golden doodles. They are doing this to cats. I'm just saying you don't have to do it with cats. You can just insert golden doodles and they'll be fine. 
Okay, while we're talking about trends that are irksome on social media, um, I just actually reposted um, a, a woman on my Insta story. Can we please stop cracking eggs, eggs on toddlers' heads? My God, yes, what? please. Okay, okay. so there, it started with couples, <laughs> and like the woman sets up the camera, and she's cooking in the kitchen, and she has an egg, and she cracks it on her husband or boyfriend's head. Like, you just cracks it and then puts it in the bowl. And he's sitting there not knowing what's happening. It's like astonished, right? It's hilarious. But all of a sudden, it shifted, and now moms are doing it to their toddlers. So the kids are sitting there, and then they crack the egg on the kid's head and put it in the bowl the kids are crying the kids are embarrassed the kids are like it's like the reaction they are getting isn't like a funny one like these kids are upset and then they still post the video on social media (laughs) that is terrible how did Jimmy react? I did not. <laughs> I would never. But like, there's just something like I watch it and I'm like, you're intentionally like that. What irks me is you are intentionally upsetting your child for likes. Yeah. Like, that's gross. You're supposed to be the safe person in your kid's life, and your heart it hurts to crack an egg on your head as well. So you're hurting your kid. You're laughing at them while they're crying, and it's just it. It reminds me of that challenge a while ago where people come in, they're like, you're going to fight a little kid down the street. I'm going to take on the mom, remember? And the kids were scared. Mm-hmm. It's the oh, same yeah. kind of thing. I'm just like, yeah. stop hurting your kids. It's it's gross and it's weird and you look like an awful parent. Is this a place where my newly invented C... Um, yes. It would? No, probably not. Child Protective not. Services claw comes in? I don't think it is big <laughs> enough of a deal to call Child Protective Services over, but I think <clears throat> it is indicative of a style of parenting that you might want to check yourself. And there are pediatricians popping up now, too, being like, hey, there's a risk of bacterial infection and gross stuff with raw egg on your your Mm -hmm. child. Why would you risk it? And you forgot, Jimmy has an egg allergy. I can never do that (laughs) joke anyway. So maybe that's why I'm pissed, because we can't participate. There's got to be other items around the house you can use. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when they used to throw cheese slices at their kids' faces? Yes. What? Yes? What What is on y'all's For You page? I just have cat videos. (laughs) (laughs) Just really wholesome cat videos that are apparently not so wholesome. Okay, Southern grocery store chain Publix says they will not no longer sell hurricane-themed cakes. Yeah, Floridians don't care. When hurricanes come through, I'll tell you, as someone who has lived through about 15 different hurricanes, I remember in college, I was on my scooter once. I had like a moped, and it was just like torrential downpouring, but I was like, I got to get to Sigma Apple Pie, and this hurricane is not going to stop me. If you don't like the hurricane cake, don't buy the hurricane cake. The the, the PC-ness sometimes. I know that they're trying to protect feelings, Cass. I know, and you're from a region that has hurricanes and stuff like that also. But, I mean, are you really going to get triggered by a hurricane uh, cake? What's weird to me is that they announced it. I feel like you could just stop selling it and nobody would, people would be like, where are the hurricane cakes? And then they wouldn't notice. Employees could be like, oh, we just don't have them anymore. That's it. They're making a big deal of it. I think it's nice because hurricanes do kill a lot of people. But I know in Louisiana, where I grew up, hurricanes were treated like by some people who had the means. Let me be very clear. Some people were stuck. Mm -hmm. But others, it's a hurricane party. You go upstairs, you buy a lot of booze, you get all your friends together and you ride it out if you're riding out the storm. Mm. But I I don't think it hurts to be sensitive. But I also don't think you need to make it a declarative statement to be like, look at us. The overreaction of PC-ness in this country, man, sort of is maddening sometimes. I think the ball has swung so far in the opposite direction that we're going to come back and like settle somewhere. I don't think it's going to stay here. What has to go? 
It has to go so far the other way, though, and yeah. become really totally and completely dark, which I'm going to be so comfortable in. It's and then <laughs> it's going to have to swing back somewhere in the middle. Because it, right? It's, it's just, too much right now. It's too much. Yes, yeah, sure. By the way, ever have an opportunity to buy a public cake? Do so. Oh, they have so good. The best cakes known to man. They are delicious. Oh, they're so good. Oh, so good. Music icons from the 2000s are teaming up on a new track. I'll tell you which three artists are coming together on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. I bet 50% of people that are listening to this right now would say, I wouldn't be able to sleep if you did that. Making this one adjustment. And that is moving from your regular side of the bed to the other side of the bed. Mm. I bet you wouldn't be able to sleep that night. Yeah. Mm. No? Probably not. There's like this TikTok trend saying, you guys should try it. Give it a try. Or just when you come into the room, take his side or take her side and see how they freak out. Well, my husband gets so confused because we have our sides, right? Like, if you're looking at the bed, I sleep on the left, he sleeps on the right. Um, And mainly because the one on the left has the bigger side table, um, bedside table, and I have, like, a ton of crap, and he has, like, one little item on his. So whenever we go somewhere, if you're staying at an Airbnb in our hotel, you think you would naturally gravitate to, like, the left side. But I sleep on his side. <laughs> I go, I like when we go to this Airbnb back in Kentucky, mm-hmm. I sleep on the right side instead of the left side. He's like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a TikToker going around trying to explain it right now. This is a Jordan the Stallion 8 because apparently there are seven <laughs> Jordan the Stallions before him. <laughs> if you share a bed with somebody, there's a side. You pick a side of the bed and you normally do not change sides, especially with married couples. And did you actually know research suggests that psychologically speaking, humans will pick a side of the bed due to attitude towards work, personality, and income. Okay, so let's get into this. Research suggests that people who sleep on the left side of the bed psychologically have a more positive outlook on life. They're not easily phased by stressful days and they're calmer in a crisis than their counterpart and they're more confident. People who sleep on the right side of the bed earn more money, have a less positive outlook on life, but are more prepared for worst case scenarios than their counterparts. Okay, okay what which, determines left and right in this situation? That's what I want to know. <laughs> is it as you're laying on the bed? Right. So I saw that because I love this this guy. It's it, same as if you're in a car, like the right and the left. If you're sitting in the car, so you're in the bed. You're not facing the bed. You're in it. So you're on the left side if you're driving the car. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're in the bed like it's a car. All right. So will you play what the sides mean again? Oh, before, the- before you do. Are you left or right? So if I'm sitting in the bed, sitting in the bed like I'm in a car, I'm the passenger. I'm on the right side. You're on the right side, away from the door. It, I mean, the, the door's in front of us, so, oh, sorry, weird. I know. Uh, left or right? Right side. Right side. Loyal to the right side. Right side. Left side. Research suggests that people who sleep on the left side of the bed psychologically have a more positive outlook on life. They're not easily phased by stressful days, and they're calmer in a crisis than their counterpart, and they're more confident. People who sleep on the right side of the bed earn more money, have a less positive outlook on life, but are more prepared for worst-case scenarios than their counterparts. Uh, no, that does not. That doesn't. No, that does not apply in, in my house. Does not apply in your house. It doesn't. Does it apply in your house? No, I, I only sleep on the right side because it's next to the door. But, question: If you're single and you have an entire bed, why aren't you sleeping in the middle? I was thinking that to myself because I, I, but I still don't use the left side of my bed, and it's really because when I was younger, my dad told me that the man is always supposed to sleep on the side of the door. 
So I've always just slept yeah. wherever the door is. So if somebody comes in, the man is there first to protect. Like they can't the come family. in through the window. I've always thought it was stupid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? But uh, I, if, if the door was on the left side, I would sleep on the left side. I just sleep wherever the door is. I think about this all the time because I've been religiously like sleeping on the right side because that's where that's just how I've always slept. But I've started to notice that my mattress has gotten a little bit of a divot. And so I'm like, you know what? I should probably switch to the middle while I can because God willing, someone will come and sleep on the left side at some point. I better take advantage of the middle while I can. I picture your bed with just that big sign and it just says your name here <laughs> on one side of the bed. Wait, sometimes my cat sleeps on the left side. Okay. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so Mo has been getting paid what some think is a compliment, and he wants to set the record straight and let you know it certainly is not. Yeah, this uh, quote-unquote compliment really, really irritates me, and I've never said anything about it. It's something that I've been dealing with for, like, the last probably five years now, but I've always felt like it was such an ignorant statement that I've just never addressed it. I've never even thought to address it, but... When it happened this past weekend on my video set, I addressed it. And it became somewhat of a heated moment because there was nowhere for me to go. Normally, when someone thinks they're complimenting me in this way, I'll just walk away from the conversation. But in this particular instance, when the guy said it, I decided today is the day. We're going to talk about it. And this bothers me like no other because there's this stigma, I guess, in the black community that's been this way for a very long time to where some black people, for whatever reason, feel like, they're like somewhat of a gatekeeper of the litmus test of how black you are. And this has been like this for years to where if you speak a certain way, if you if you're articulate, they'll they'll say, oh, you, you talk white as if. So being articulate is not representative of a black community like you. You, you can't talk a certain way or if you dress a certain way. White people say this about black people or no, black, black people say people this, to, say black, this okay. to black people like you're not black enough. If you dress a certain way, if you act a certain way, if you do certain things, if you're not hood in certain areas, then all of a sudden you're not black. And in this particular instance, it wasn't that the guy was telling me that I wasn't black enough. He thought he was complimenting me because he was telling me that I was blacker than he anticipated I would be by meeting me in person. And this happens kind of often. So, like, if you can put us in the conversation, like, he, you're having, like, you're hanging out, and then he says, what to you? So we're sitting there, and he's like, um, I can tell something's on his mind. And he's like, he wants to say it. So finally, he's like, man, I got to be honest with you, Mo. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I actually do listen to you. I, um, I'm, I think you're hilarious. I listen to the show. But he's like, in actually being around you in person, I got to admit, you're blacker than I thought you were. And I'm looking at him. That like, might be a statement about us more than you, I wonder. <laughs> Why? Because, well, even you said this when you came down for the interview, you said, do they even know that I'm black? Because <laughs> it's a white cast, mostly. Right. But see, the thing is, that's my issue with that's where this comes from. Mm. When people meet me, it's like um, you assume that I'm going to be a certain kind of black guy. Because I'm on a white show. Ah, gotcha. As if being on a white show <laughs> takes away from my blackness somehow. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's so ignorant, mm. right, that when I it happens, I ignore it. it. It's so insulting. So in this case, it was the first time I decided, like, oh, no, let's dance. Like, let's, <laughs> let's actually, let's do this. So I looked at him, and I was like, what exactly does that mean? So he's like, nah, you know, I'm just saying I guess I didn't expect you to be. And then he didn't know what to say. Mm. He's like searching for the word. I'm like, to be what? 
And he's like, nah, I feel like you're taking it the wrong way. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm taking it exactly how you're giving it. What, do, what are you trying to say? Like, what kind of black guy did you expect me to be? Because what's the difference in being black? So he's like, nah, I don't think. No, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. What you're saying is because I'm on a white show, you feel like it would make me less black. He's like, that's not exactly what I'm saying. But I get this so much that I know it's exactly what you're saying. But now that I'm addressing it with you, now you out of words because you realize how ignorant the statement really is. So I I asked him, I said, let me ask you something. You think because I'm on a bird show, right? If I get pulled over somewhere in the world, you think I'm not black? (laughs) You think they look in the car and go, oh, no, that's the black guy from the bird show. (laughs) He's all right. (laughs) If it was any other black guy, you'd be going to jail. (laughs) But you're not, right? Uh Like you think when I grew up in school, you think I didn't get the racist jokes because they looked at my future and said, he's going to be on the bird show. (laughs) He's not going to get the racism. You really think that the experiences that you have had in life as a black man are going to be any different than mine because I joined a white show. That's what you believe. And he was just standing there like, Hmm. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) And I kind of felt bad in that moment because I didn't want to go that deep with him. But I have heard this so many times in the last few years, and I've ignored it. I've constantly ignored it just because of how ignorant it is. But in this particular moment, I just had time that day and decided let's get into it. And I feel like he felt the wrath that Mm. I've been feeling for the last few years that I've heard it. And I'm so glad you did. Because for me, when somebody says it's almost like they're discrediting discrediting your blackness because you're on a white show. That's exactly what they're doing. And they don't want to admit that, but that's it. So I want to go a little deeper on this, you know, uh, in the interest of authenticity, right? Let's go 100% on this. Because you and Katie have told us before that um, when you're in a room filled with white people, you tend to act differently than you would in a room filled with black people. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the mo that I hear on your podcast sounds different than the mo that is in this room. Right. So where's the differentiation? Where I I, I think I understand where he might be coming from, but not really. I guess I'm just trying to get clarity on it. Well, that was that was a part of the conversation. Was he he did he did say that. I forgot that he said that. I'm glad you mentioned that. He said something to the extent of, no, I mean, when, when, you, when I listen to the podcast and sometimes when I listen to the Bird Show, I hear two different people, which that annoys me as well because most of that is content. It's not as if I come in here and, and attempt to be less black. It's just certain content I'm going to be more comfortable with, usually because it's coming from content that is relative to the black community. Like, I'm not going to sound as confident in things that I'm not, I don't know, or mm-hmm. I'm just not as knowledgeable on. So obviously it's going to sound different, but it really has nothing to do with my blackness. I mean, when you grow up black, yes, a lot of the times you are taught to behave a little different around white people. But when you go back to your community, you're still black. <laughs> it, it doesn't rub off. And then now you're, you're a certain different percentage of black. It's, it's the most foolish thing ever. And I had to, like, explain this to him. No different than when most black people go to work or really anyone goes to work. It's a little different than you are maybe with your family, with your friends, when you're in a different environment. But for some reason, black people have always felt like this. There was this imaginary litmus test of how black you are. And the moment you go to work and if you're on a white show, then you can't be as black as me. And I just never got it. I don't know where it comes from. I even remember one time this guy asked me if I wanted to do a comedy show. And he said, but I don't know if you'd be comfortable doing it. And I said, why? And he said, well, it's it's like in an urban community. I'm like, what you, what? Like, what are you, what are you even trying to say? You don't think I can, like, be comfortable doing comedy for black people? <laughs> I've done comedy for black people my entire life, bro. I grew up in black neighborhoods around black people. But his mind told him that because I decided to join the bird show, 
I couldn't do black comedy or I couldn't do comedy. I couldn't be comfortable around black people. And I, I, I don't know where that mindset comes from. I guess it's the old uh, quote-unquote Oreo mindset. Well, they'll say you black on the outside but white on the inside. So how you talk, where you work, how you dress, all of that plays a part in how black people accept you in your blackness. And I just really think it's the most foolish thing ever. So I checked in with Katie before this segment, and she assured me she's still black today. So I wanted to get her take on it also. <laughs> no, it's the exact same thing that Mo's saying. I've always been questioned when I tell people that I work for the Bird Shows. Like, what? You don't want to work with a black radio station? Like, it's it's common that black people will look at me differently and like what Mo said, the Oreo mindset, I'm black on the outside, but white on the inside type of thing. And it's not, it's not true. And same with goes for the podcast. I know for me personally on the podcast, I'm more open, but with you all, I don't code switch like I used to when I first started working here. Facts me either. Because now I'm comfortable. So mm-hmm. now I don't feel like I had to put on my news anchor voice. <laughs> <laughs> code switch is what it's called. All right. I so, hate that for both of you though. Yeah, it, it's a thing. And um it's it's not really it's not really all it's not white people's fault, right? That's just something growing up, at least for me personally, it just was when you go in for a job interview, when you go around white people, you were always just taught to dial it back a little bit. Like don't be too black, don't keep it all the way real. Mm-hmm. Like keep that inside. You gotta code switch is exactly what it is. And Katie's absolutely right. And yeah, if you go back and listen to me before, I code switched, but now I don't do it anymore. There's so much about this whole conversation that um, bothers me on a couple of different levels. Um, because what I really wanted with this show was to create, and in our industry, it's a, it's much more complex than that. You know, like, you have demographics for different shows. It doesn't matter if it's TV, doesn't matter if it's radio, it doesn't really matter if it's podcast, and we don't really admit it, but there are demographics that advertisers want, right? This show kind of mixed that, mixes that up a little bit, so it's a little unorthodox to begin with. And this is what I've always wanted for this show, is to have diversity in it. So we're doing the best we can with the amount of staff we have. But the most depressing thing that I think I heard from this whole conversation here as a guy that really would like to see better race relations in all areas, that black people questioning why you would want to be on a white show doesn't feel to me productive in, or doesn't make it real that we are really invested in just being people. You're right on that. And I think it's unfortunate that most of the time there are a lot of black people, and of course it's not all, but who see it as one I'd rather just stay away from white people. I don't want to be the person that actually goes into a white environment and actually tries to speak to the black struggle and educate upon the black struggle. They'll look at that person who does that as a token, as opposed to looking at them as somebody who's actually trying to be a trailblazer and trying to actually do something different. But for whatever reason, it's not always accepted that way. It's looked upon as like you stay on your side of the fence. They stay over there. We keep our experiences separate instead of looking at it like that person is brave for going into that environment and into that situation and trying to do something different. Well, I, I want to say this also on, on white side, black side, Latino side also. If that's your attitude that we stay on one side and they stay, quote unquote, they stay on the other side, then you can't complain when things aren't equal. And the relations aren't where you want them to be because you're part of the problem. I completely agree. And that's something that we have to face. But I don't it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Like in the beginning, it would get inside my mind of like, damn, is this true? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I not representing my culture right? But I'm at a place of being completely content and comfortable in my position. And I, yeah, I, I just felt like in that moment when when he said that to me, 
It was time to dance. Mm-hmm. I had time that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. It is time for Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week. Nobody does stupid like our girl, Kristen. My dad always said, what's the point of being stupid if you ain't going to show it? Um, Mo, were you here when we did bunny cam? Yes. Okay. All right. So many, many moons ago, I wanted to do bunny cam for Easter for Good Friday. And Bert thought the idea was stupid, and I thought it would be a hit. So we brought some rescue bunnies in studio. Nobody's going to come online and just watch bunnies in the studio. That's stupid. Set up a camera, did a Facebook Live with buddy cam. Hundreds of thousands of people tuned in to the bunny cam. Didn't we have a really weird sponsor too? Like a Oh we did. Oh, yeah. We yeah. asked for like a mom and pop. Like Oh Lord Barbecue or something. Yeah. Something. There was a so we got like a sponsor of and Praise it, the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. That's right. for, for Easter. It was perfect because it was Good Friday. Um and yeah, it was a huge hit. And after that, Bert told me. I have the right to book whatever I want, schedule whatever I want, whenever I want, because... Your instincts are better than mine. (laughs) So today we're going to play a little game called... um, (laughs) Okay, and I I did some serious digging, so I want you to be kind. So we're going to play a little game called Battle of the Breakups, okay? I'm going to give you two breakup scenarios, and you have to choose which one is worse between the two of them. And I was inspired by the man at his engagement party. Um, This happened in Italy, and he is standing there, and it's all said in in Italian, so we wouldn't understand, but he sat there. This is like a millionaire, like a millionaire banker. Billionaire, actually, I think. Is he a billionaire? Yeah, he's way up there, yeah. And he outs his fiance and everybody she's been cheating on him with (gasps) at the engagement party. Oh. It was brilliant. She is standing there right next to him, and he has his, he's got the mic, um, and somebody pulled out an iPhone light so he could read his speech, <laughs> and he just goes in and basically <laughs> calls her out for everything that she has done, and then literally drops the mic and walks away, and she's just saying, she's now suing him for defamation, by the way. Oh, really? <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good yeah. luck suing a billionaire. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need it. So, inspired by that, I went and did some digging on some really bad breakups and so I'm going to pit them against each other and you guys are going to decide which one is worse okay okay all right so which one do I want to start with my ex dumped me because she had dreams of me cheating on her but in reality I wasn't cheating at all she would spend the day being a total b for something I never did she would give me the cold shoulder and she wouldn't let me hug or kiss her eventually she dumped me and claims the dreams were reoccurring so it has to mean I'm cheating on her You caught a lucky break, bro. All right, next we have, and this is the one it's going up against. We broke up shortly after I found what to wear on a first date, what to talk about on a first date, and moonlight hayrides in his Google searches. He claimed he was out with the boys and denied cheating. The other woman blowing up his phone at 4 a.m. proved that was a lie. So he's with her and Googling... What to wear on a first date, <laughs> what to talk about on a first date, and moonlight hayrides. Mm. Which one is worse? The second one is definitely worse. The first one is him cheating on her in, her, in, in the dreams. 
Yes. The first one was the cheating on in the dream. Yeah. She literally broke up with him because he cheated on her in her dreams. Well, if he really loved her, he wouldn't even do it in her dreams. <laughs> I'm going to go number one. I'm going to go number one also. Are you? I'm going to go number one. I'm going to. That's a pure crazy right there. <laughs> All right. So the next one is my fiance of two years dated a total of four came up to me saying she was pregnant. Then told me there was a 33% chance it was mine. <laughs> Those are good odds. Wow. 33, okay. huh? She said all of this in front of her friends and roommates. Needless to say, we broke up right there after some heated words. Ouch. That one's going up against. I continued with my high school girlfriend after I went to college. We were only 100 miles apart, and things were fine for, the most, for most of our freshman year. Then one day, she stopped returning my calls. This right after I had spent the weekend with her. I continued calling, getting worried. Then one day I was walking back after class and called her. A guy picked up and said, there's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) Stop calling. I could hear her laughing in the background. I loved her dearly. Wanted to get married after college. I was devastated for a year. There's a new sheriff in town. He should have said, we can share if you want to. Oh, that's a bomb. That's a Luke Combs song. I saw that. <laughs> All right, so she's she says it's a thirty three percent chance it's yours, or there's a new sheriff in town, which is worse. I didn't think you were going to be able to top the first one, but having hearing another man tell me there's a new sheriff in town, yeah. <laughs> my girl is laughing in the back. Yeah, that's worse for me. They could have been role playing. Um, I'm going number one because if the thirty three percent chance is right and it is your kid, then you the, the breakup doesn't end. You still got to see her. Mm. Male ego here. I, 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 yeah, the new sheriff in town. Oh, <laughs> With her laughing. Yes, that's horrible. All right, here's your last one. I foolishly decided that moving into the same building as my boyfriend would be cute and convenient. After drunk driving my car, getting me mugged, and stealing from me, I decided to end it. Hmm. I broke my lease and started packing. My ex was so mad at me that he decided he was going to break into my apartment and plant some drugs, then call the cops on me. (laughs) Wow. My super called the cops when he saw him trying to get into my apartment. Thank God. You busted. So you have that one Uh versus I woke up one fine October morning and my wife of eight years was gone along with her computer and some clothes. Nothing else. Her wedding ring was sitting on the desk where her computer used to sit. No note, no phone message, no hint she was leaving. I found out later she had lied to her dad about needing rent money and bought a ticket to live with a 19-year-old. She and I were mid-30s. Boy, she had met on an online game. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Where are you going, Abby? I don't see how you can get worse than the first because um, then he's going to end up on one of those TikTok accounts where he's like from jail being like, what's up? My name's Jared. (laughs) My J-Pay number is 450. (laughs) I'm going number one. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough to get ghosted after when you're in a marriage in number two, but it's nothing worse than going through a breakup and ending up in jail for it. So I'm (laughs) I'm with Abby on that one. I'm with both of them on that. I'm kind of shocked by some of y'all's responses, but I dig it. You're on The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Three music icons from the 2000s are teaming up for another single. Justin Timberlake, Nelly Furtado, and Timbaland. Mm. So they're coming out with a new song next week on September 1st. Timbaland is teasing it with a video on his Instagram. All he said was, we back. 
and that the iconic <laughs> trio is releasing a new song next week. Um, we have no teaser clips of it. We have really no information about what it's going to be called. All we know is that it is coming next week and it's going to be a big surprise. Did you also see about the NSYNC reunion. Yes, for the Trolls movie. So this is also other major news. So actually, Nelly Furtado was on Emily Ratajkowski's podcast where she was talking about the new single. And she had let it slip that Justin and Timbaland were both, were both in the studio for the last year working on new music. And this is huge because some of that new music could be the new NSYNC song that is reportedly coming for the new Trolls film. Uh, this will be their first song in over 20 years. And apparently... This song is coming out because the plot of this new Trolls film is going to be called uh, The Trolls Band Together. And it's going to be about one of the trolls reuniting with his boy band members of a boy band called The Bro Zone. (laughs) At least a nice angle on it if they do get back together. I mean, for this. You don't like it? You hate it? No, I'm just nervous. I'm, whenever celebs do music for movies, like let's reference Britney Spears and Ooh La La for the Smurfs, it doesn't always go well. This is a big deal to like NSYNC fans, of which I was one, JC for life. And so if they mess this up, like we are waiting with bated breath. And all we've gotten so far is a Meow Mix commercial from JC Shazay. And I want good <laughs> NSYNC throwback music and I want a tour. I feel confident in this one because Justin Timberlake's involved and you can't compare Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. And Not in this way anyway. Can't stop the feeling from Justin Timberlake. Okay. Can't stop the feeling. Uh, uh, came, from a trolls, came from the Trolls movie. I hate movies. that song. <laughs> but it I, was huge. It was, I know, but I hate it. It's up there with Pharrell's happy. Like, stop being so happy in your music. <laughs> I can't stand it. But I'm excited, and I really hope they go the Backstreet Boys route, and, like, they all suck it up and just do one tour as a charity work. Up. He's not going to do it. You think that Justin's going to do a tour? Justin is not the holdout. J.C. Shazay is the holdout. So I don't know why. Justin so has signed up, and J.C. has said no. Yeah. He's too busy with his Meow Mix commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So, why don't the, they, I mean, would anybody really be upset if they toured without him? <gasps> Just Cassie. Yeah, right? <laughs> JC Shazay is literally the voice of that group. No, I'm not even kidding. I know Justin is the breakout star. I'm not, I'm not dumb. He is obviously like a mega star. Justin Timberlake has had a prolific career on his own. But when it comes to sync. J.C. Shazay is the vocal centerpiece of that group. He's also one of the master songwriters, and, like, he went into producing and pop after that. So he's, you can't. You could have it without Chris. You could have it without Joey. You could even have it without Lance. I'll say it. But you cannot have that tour without Justin or J.C. I'm sorry. I, I, I know that you know the intricacies of this band way better than everybody else. Nobody will miss that dude. I beg you're, to differ. You're lying. Nobody you, will miss that dude. You done messed up. Okay. Nobody would go like, hey, I'm not going to buy the ticket because JC's not here. Let's do a poll. Can we get Rebecca to put a poll on Facebook uh-huh. about their whether or not they would miss JC Chazé if he was not a part of a reunion tour? How about yes. a Justin Timberlake tour with none of the other guys? And we'll call it Justin Timberlake's tour. <laughs> That's the one I would go to. <laughs> That's the one I'm buying a ticket to. I went to that, but to see Good Charlotte as an opener. That's why I went. No, people will still buy the tickets. They're just, JC will be missed and it will not, it's not right. It's like doing a Backstreet Boys tour without Brian Luttrell or Nick Carter. You cannot do it. It's just, you can't. I think you can do it without Nick. No, you cannot. <laughs> do you have a theory? You feel so passionately about it. I'm just taking your I side. Know, I know. <laughs> do you have a theory as to why JC won't do it? Um, I think from what I've heard and what I've seen, like in the rumors online, is that he's just he's out of the game. It's not yeah. his deal anymore. He doesn't need to go down that route. Like 
they are not as spry and youthful as they used to be. And I think, you know, he's become a very private person. He doesn't have a TikTok. He, yeah. he joined one. I'm surprised he did this Meow Mix commercial. He's appeared in a couple of the other guys' TikToks, and he's like, this is the only one I'll ever do. Yeah, I really appreciate that he's walked away from the celebrity. Most can't do it. It's intoxicating. It's like a drug, right? And I think it really speaks to his authenticity. Is like, I got money. I've got a family. I don't need the celebrity. I don't need any of it. I really respect that, actually. Well, I'd like to not respect it, and I would like him to come back, and I'd like to be front row to see him on stage. So if we were to compare the two boy bands, One Direction and NSYNC, is JC like the Zayn Malik of NSYNC? Like, he's just kind of gone MIA because he has the royalties and he doesn't need to work anymore? I guess so. I'm not that familiar with the, uh, would you say, the intricacies of One Direction, but I would think so. He's he And he tried a solo career. It didn't. It didn't go well, but he did produce for other bands, and it did go well. Mm. Uh, well, Pete, uh, for more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. <laughs> I love how passionate you just got about I that. I love J.C. Shazay. It's going to set you back you. all day. You're going to be mad at me all day. God, I hate working for I that always guy. get J.C. Shazay <laughs> and my husband's birthday mixed up, and I wish I was kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're so oh, close. They're literally a day apart, and I had memorized J.C.'s as a child, so now I literally have to check my calendar. I'm like, is it J.C. or is it Chad? I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're on The Burt Show. Thank you guys for emailing us and reminding us about storylines that happened maybe even years ago that we have just forgotten about. And you're demanding. I need closure. Uh, we call it Follow-Up Thursday. And this one comes from Haley, who says, hey. Hey, Haley, hey. Is there an update on the July 21st texting tutor? Is the sister still seeing her brother's wife's ex-husband? And has she told them? All right, so breaking it down, again, this was just uh, literally one month ago. Peyton wanted to date her sister-in-law's ex-husband, all right? So that's her brother's wife's ex-husband. But she wanted to get her brother's blessing, not her sister-in-law's blessing, but her brother's blessing. We tried to help her out with a texting tutor, but he was against it. Uh, She ended up having a more in-depth conversation with her brother in hopes he would see it from her perspective. He didn't budge. So she decided to speak to her sister-in-law about the situation. Her sister-in-law was even more less receptive than her brother. But against her family's wishes, she decided to go for it anyway. Last we heard, they had planned on going out later in the week. How did it go? And are they officially dating now? Wow, I forgot a lot about a lot of those details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we need somebody to read it. I and can read it. It hasn't been addressed because poor Tommy has got the bubble guts. Oh, man. Poor Tommy, um, our show director, came in this morning, and he usually does the schedule, you know, prints it all out and stuff while he's in here. So before we all get in here, he was here. He goes to the bathroom. And never comes back. Katie takes over (laughs) for him, and then he just never came back. Katie's head, he just went home. So we're just assuming that he crapped his pants on the way home this morning. No, (laughs) sir. Bert and I have avoided using the men's bathroom all morning. (laughs) That's what I said to Mo. It's like, I know I'm not using that room today. All right, so, uh, Abby, you got it? Yeah. Yes, I decided to go for it. Yes, I'm still dating him. Honestly, he's pretty awesome. We've been seeing each other for several weeks now. As for my family, no, they don't know. I went and did it anyway. Mm. We've made a mutual decision to keep things on the down low. It's not like we're ashamed or anything, but given my brother and sister-in-law's reactions, we decided there was no changing their minds. I know that no matter what I say or how I explain it, my family's feelings aren't going to change overnight. 
But I also think in the grand scheme of things, it'll be on them to deal with their feelings. I'm not asking for them to be over the moon, but at the very least, I'm hoping they'll respect my choices. That said, none of that has to be immediate or even anytime soon. For now, he and I are just having fun and focusing on each other without the side drama of other people's opinions. When it's time to make this an issue and address it with my family, I will let you know how it goes. Oh, you well, then what was the point of asking? Like right. that makes like what was the point of even texting if you if you don't care what they think or say? She does, and she's just um, she's just kicking this problem down the road. It's still going to be a problem. So what she's doing is she's playing the time gamble here. Like, look, if it doesn't work out, I have nothing. I don't risk anything by not telling them anything. And if it does, then I already go to them and I go, hey. I know I defied your wishes, but this is my soulmate. I'm in love. Shut up. It's going to happen. Well, may I suggest that if you're going to ask somebody for their blessing and they deny it and you do it anyway, then you never should have asked to begin with. Unless you are going to respect the other person's wishes, which is why you are asking, don't bother asking because you're going to do what you want to do anyway. It, it makes it worse because if I find out that you did something like this, I would rather find out that you just did it as opposed to you ask me first. And I mm-hmm. said, no, nah, I'm not with it. And then you went and did it anyway. Now I, I'm really not going to like it. Right. I feel like that's like y- you like stab me in the chest rather than stabbing me in the back. 100%. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get an email at some point that says, hey, Bert Show, so my sister-in-law asked if she could date my ex, and we told her no, mm-hmm. and instead she decided to date him secretly anyway. How right. do I confront her about right. this? It's just not a good situation. You win against their wishes, and don't be surprised if this backfires if it works out and if it doesn't work out. Uh, we got a couple of extra seconds here uh, in this segment, so I wanted to run this one by you. You guys hear about this flight, this American Airlines flight from Miami to New York the other day? No. No. So the flight takes off um, from Miami, heading to New York, and all of a sudden, a whole bunch of passengers start coughing, and their eyes are all irritated, and nobody can figure out, like, what is going on? And it's not just one row of people. It's a second row of people also. And a lot of people are saying they couldn't even see on the flight. So the flight attendants couldn't figure it out, and they were asking passengers if they had any idea what was going on. And then there's one woman that sheepishly raises her hand. <gasps> no. What'd she no. do? Oh. What'd she do? So she went into her purse to get some either hand lotion or sanitizer and accidentally set off her pepper spray. <gasps> oh. <laughs> On a plane? <laughs> Which security should have found before she even went into the plane, like crossing over to security, but I guess it somehow, some way snuck in. Glad wow. to know TSA's doing their jobs. <laughs> right. right. So the enti- the plane had to be diverted to <gasps> Jacksonville while most of the passengers were taken off. Uh, Jacksonville, oh it's a God. great airport. It's a great airport. I thought- <laughs> not if you're going to New York. It's not. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.